Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus this is Inside Purple and Gold. This is a big draft for Quasey, and even if he only has four picks left. And it's a big developmental year for his first draft class because he talked about that two-year window where a lot, you know, they had 10 draft picks last year. Like a lot of those guys, they, they expect to be starters this year, impact players this year. We're talking the Lewis Scenes, the Andrew Booth Jr., yeah, the Caleb yeah. Evans, Brian Asamoah. If those guys pan out, if they're if they're good players, if they're starters, and then they they make an impact this year, then all of a sudden that draft from last year looks a little bit better, and you're and you're saying, wow, that, you know that that their plan all along worked out. If it doesn't, you better hit on this draft, um, and you only have four picks to do it. Quasi did talk about like you know like the efficiency, being efficient with your picks, and I think that's just kind of the buzzwords that you use when you don't have a lot of them. Like, yeah, yeah, do you feel comfortable with four picks? And he's like, Oh, I've always thought it's not about like how many picks you have, but how how you use the picks you do have. Well, that sounds like someone only has four picks the rest of the way. Well, I mean, you know, it's a little little like when you title a story, you're like, Think about what the opposite would be, right? And that would tell you if it's a good title. Like, it's you can say that with a statement too. Like, first of all, what maybe Seattle's GM would be like, you know, sometimes you just blow a pick, right? It, Seattle's always yeah. the team that like does something random, but like, yeah, not, most of them go, yeah, you know, I just don't really care who I take in the third round, right? Or whatever. But I, I think uh, being efficient actually reads to me like, yeah, I'm not, if anything, I'm trading back, right? I'm not yeah. like moving. That, that's the only read I have. And to be fair, I think they end up with more than five. I just, I don't think you're going to see the Spielman thing. That's inefficient, right? Having seven or fourth, seventh rounders or whatever the hell he had that one year. But like, yeah. um, 
I do think that he's going to multiply them a little bit somehow. Um, and given how this is shaking out, there may be, even though, again, like you're not talking about a first round quarterback, if Levis is, keeps dropping, if I mean, Hooker and Levis look better in the third round, right? You know what I mean? Or whatever. Or like, you know, think of Tune or some of these guys who are like late, late Seston Bennett, like that's actually probably where you get someone, you know what I mean? Someone gets a little antsy and they're like, someone else might grab and you go, Hey, I'll give you the pick ahead of that guy. Right. And like, um, yeah, I don't know. Efficiency. I mean, obviously they want to run an efficient organization or whatever. I just, yes, it's efficiency out of necessity. It's because you traded for Hawkinson and you know, you moved off a lot of these picks here. Yeah. Not to open a, a whole can of worms because we're going to wrap here, but something to keep an eye on too, like, Maybe it's not draft capital next year that that you use to trade up into to day two of the draft. Maybe it is someone like Dalvin Cook. Uh, maybe it's it is someone, uh, like Zadarius Smith. Um, those guys were never going to fetch you a first round pick. Probably won't fetch you a second yeah. either. But when you get into that third round pick area, that's where it starts to maybe make sense. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if if we saw one of those guys move tonight. I, I know, you know, like that's it's got to be very much on the table because of just looking at what the Vikings have done this off season, essentially signing their, their contingency plans for both players um, re-upping with Alexander Madison at, at the running back position and signing Marcus Davenport. Yeah. Yeah. Rusher position gives you the ability to, if you find the right trade partner, and I think that looks like on draft day um, to go ahead and pull the trigger there. So something to keep an eye on. Also, there's always a Trey Lance rumor. Um, and there is something that's just going to exist until he's there or until the draft's over. So, um, we will keep an eye on both of those things that, you know, as the draft kind of progresses tonight and into the weekend. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'll be honest without, uh, again, opening the whole can, like, <laughs> this will tell us a lot, like, whether... Cause we've seen Quasi move down. We've seen him navigate the board, yep. even though that he'll take a risk a receiver in the first round is a risk. Um, can you move players on draft day? And it's not just moving players. It's every team knows if you run in the organization efficiently, you can't have a running back, you know, contract like that. Yep. Um, especially when they re with Madison and they know that Zadarius Smith said goodbye. Right. And I just think that's really weird. Like I just, anything's possible in the NFL. I think it's be weird if we show up in August and all of us are like, so Zadarius, you have this like weird post <laughs> where you yeah. said goodbye to all these players who are like you're also teammates with now. You know what I mean? I just don't. I know weirder things happen in the NFL. It just that doesn't seem likely. Sure. Um, and uh, although weirdly, Zadarius Smith is actually kind of an efficient contract, but like I think there are teams that will value him. I think you're right. That's they'll value him more on day two, day three. I think it's a team that goes. Yeah, I just grabbed, I mean, I don't know if it's the Colts specifically, but like I grabbed, you know, a rookie quarterback. I got to take some pressure off him. Cook can still make a monster play. He can actually use them in the passing game. I got to go get that. Or it's a team that goes, man, we missed on the edge we wanted early, right? The guy is ready in the round one, round two. Let's take a risk on Zedarius because Zedarius Smith is a special player when he's healthy. So um, I, don't, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I think to be fair, this is where like Quasi has to go like full kind of Wall Street Quasi, where he's, you know, probably harassing people and like, you know, you got to have him. You missed out on your guy. I know it. You know what I mean? You got to you got to go get this. Right? You got to go into sell mode. Right. And like 
this is a test. I think it's like we're learning things about Quasi as it goes along, right? I think we we have so much more knowledge about O'Connell. Obviously, you take it game to game and just he had a really good year. Yeah. Um, I think with Quasi, there's still a lot of these unknowns, even though, again, his draft class looks a little better or whatever. We know about his background and all this stuff. But, like, this is the next test. Can you take – again, these are players, so I want to be careful. But, you know, like, Wall Street Quasi goes, these are distressed assets. Can I move them, right? And it's like, let's see it happen, you know? All right, that's all we got for this episode of Inside Purple and Gold. Friday morning, draft coming up Friday night. Um, probably won't record unless something huge happens. Um, we'll wait until kind of the whole thing wraps up and give you more of a, a holistic breakdown either Sunday or Monday. But thanks for stopping by. For Tom Schreier, I'm Dane Mizutani. See you next time.